ELC Radio. Love God. Lift others. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. To Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamone. Okay, Psalms 19, 14. Let's read this. It says this. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let's start there. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for this great church, Lord God, and every person that is here today. Father, I know you've given me this revelation and this word as something prophetic for those that have an ear to hear so that we can level up. Your word is very clear, Father, that if we're going to serve you, you're going to take us from one glory to the next. You've never called us, Lord God, to be stuck at a level. You've called us, Father, to go higher, to bear more fruit, and to bless more people. And I pray, Lord, as we release this word, as we continue to release this word, that people will experience new levels in life, in their relationships, in their families, and in their minds. We ask this in your precious name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So that's what this word is about. We've been in this series for about five weeks or so. And as we started the year, this is something that I felt that God was was giving us to begin uh, the new year, understanding that it is time to level up. And anybody that's ever played a video game understands that, uh, that in video games, they're very similar to life. There are levels and stages, and some people get stuck at a certain level, and some people get stuck at a certain stage in their life. Well, God doesn't want us to get stuck. God wants us to go from glory to glory, is what his word says. God wants us to increase. It is the plan of God that if you're alive, you will grow. And not only will you grow, you'll flourish which means you'll get better and better. Amen. We want to age like wine, not like milk. Come on, somebody. Amen. We want to get better with time. Amen. We don't want to get worse. Now, I know the the world has an attitude about aging, but you better switch that off in your mind because we've got to have an understanding that when I'm in God, I get better and better. Amen. And that's what we want. And, and, And but what we see many times is Many people don't experience that. They don't level up. They get stuck. And here's the thing. Whatever it is that that you're trying to get a hold of in life, whatever your goals are, whatever you're doing, you know, whatever God has showed you about your destiny and your future, God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you. I don't know what it is that some of you have in your heart. What is your dream? What is the goal that you've set in your heart uh, for your marriage, for your family, for your finances? What are the things you want to accomplish? If you're single, well, I want to get married, and then I want to do this, I want to do that, I want this career. Whatever it is, you've got to understand this. God is waiting for you 
And he will travel and he will work at the rate that you allow him to. Now, I know there's a lot of us that we just like to say, oh, well, we're just waiting on the Lord. Really, though, he's waiting on you. And here's the thing about God. God moves at the rate of your obedience. At the rate of your obedience. You could speed the things of God up by just doing the hard stuff that he's trying to tell you to. Some of y'all are waiting on a blessing, but if you would just do the things he's saying, the blessing will come. Because I know folks that have waited five 10, 15, can I get 20? Because somebody over here gave me 25, 30. <laughs> Waiting years on God when if they were just obedient to his word, you could speed up the process in your life. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. This is why we want to be a church that is trying to get you to understand if you're going to serve God, number one, there's requirements. And number two, you can't be a coward because you got to do hard stuff. You got to do hard stuff. And when you do the hard stuff out of a heart of obedience, that is when you're going to see God move. And that is when you're going to release the blessing of God over your life that you can't obtain on your own. There's some of you, you know certain things that God has asked you to do, and you keep acting like you're deaf. You keep acting like you don't see it. You keep acting like he ain't asking you that to do that. Well, you know what you're doing? You're delaying the blessing of God, you're delaying the next level in your life. What you got to learn to do is when God says it, do it. Can I get an amen on that? That's a secret to leveling up right now. So we talked about these things the last couple of weeks, but today we, we, what we focused on last week was basically having a, change, having a changed heart. And we talked about how to tell what's in your heart. We talked about your words, your thoughts, and your actions are the things that reveal what is in your heart. And one of the things that we all understand and know is that we need God to give us a new heart. There's a lot of people that want to focus on behavior management. Well, let me look like I'm holy. Let me look like a Christian. But inside, like Jesus said, you're full of dead men's bones. And Jesus doesn't want us like that. He wants us to be legit. He wants us to be real in that sense. And so this is why we have to understand if we're going to level up, you got to first level up from within and then it'll manifest without. Are you guys tracking with me? So we started looking at the importance of having a changed heart because you can be in a church. You could be a Christian and your heart is full of garbage. And you know people like this. They go to church, but they don't talk no different on Monday through Friday. Their Facebook posts ain't any better, any different than anybody else's. They complain just as much. They're bitter. They're angry. They're upset. Can't nobody tell them nothing. But yeah, they go to church every Sunday. That should not be. But how many know that's many of our realities? Always offended, easily offended. Don't like, got a list of people you don't like. How many know somebody with a list of folks they don't like? I know some people that just don't like people. Listen, that ain't this born again life. You need to get saved. You need to get saved because Jesus said you got to love your neighbor as yourself. Love my neighbor as yourself. That's it. First, you got to love yourself. You ain't mad at everybody. You mad at yourself. You're not mad at everybody at the office. You mad at yourself. You ain't mad at your husband. You mad at yourself. Tell your neighbor you're mad at yourself. If they punched you, I'm right. 
I'm right. See, we just exposed you right there. They gave you a dirty look that I was right. Now, you know. So the issue is, man, we need a new heart. We've been talking about that. But what I want to drop on you today, and I'm going to try to get out of this early so we can start our members meeting, is this. How to obtain a new heart. How to obtain a new heart. Because we already understand, if you didn't get the message last week, go on the podcast, you can listen to that. How do I get a new heart? Well, we already know that we got to ask God to give us a new heart so that our, our words change, our actions change, our thoughts change. We need those things to change so that we can manifest a new life out of a new heart. But how to, do we get a new heart? I, wanna, I want you to look at Numbers chapter 2, verse 9. Numbers chapter 2. Verse nine. It says this, all who were numbered according to the armies of the forces with Judah, one hundred and eighty six thousand four hundred. These shall break camp first. Now, what is this scripture about? Well, the scripture is about Israel going in and 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 taking new territories. But there's two words that I want to bring up in this scripture here that stand out. The first one is Judah, Judah. Judah is a Hebrew word that means praise. It means praise. And the second word I want to point out over here is the last word of this scripture that says first, first. So the two words that we understand if we're going to change our heart is Judah first, or in other words, praise first. If you're going to see God change your heart, you must learn to praise God, because praise changes the human heart. Now, this seems basic, but you got to understand, knowing something and doing something are two different things. And as your pastor, I come in, the worship's going, and man, y'all, y'all don't even know, we've got an amazing worship team. Man. Give it up for our worship team, please. We are so grateful and thankful for what these guys do. Because what they do is they open up the atmosphere and lead us in something that we should all be doing. Emphasis on should and all. Because let's just be honest. Can we get fakeness out of the room? I don't like fakeness. Can we get fakeness out of the room? We all ain't doing it. Tell your neighbor, you know he's telling the truth. We we ain't all doing it. On some Sundays, and they'd probably tell you this, they're the only ones doing it. While we sit up over here and check our watches or do my favorite one, put our hands on the chair in front of us. Acting like, well, if it's a better song, then I'll praise. If there was, this ain't really my thing. Or here's a good one. This is a woman's thing, the worship. Let me tell you something. We got to get all that mess out because of this. If you're going to have a changed heart, Judah goes first. Praise goes first first. Are you guys tracking with me? See, because understand this, if God's going to change your heart, 
you've got to understand what the process is. Remember, we got to read the manual. See, some of us trying to serve God like we used to put things together in our home. You know, you buy a new, you buy something new. You don't read, you throw the thing out, you plug it in and you just try to figure it out. Oh, this is the on button here. And, you know, I don't know what these extra parts are. We'll just put those over there. But if you just read the manual, it'll tell you how it'll work. And so when we read the manual here, if we're going to have a changed heart, praise goes first. Praise goes first. See, this is why we start a church service with praise. See, you know, some people, we got to understand there's a method to this thing. There's a method. It's not because, you know, uh, well, all the talk shows, they always start with music and then they get into their thing. And, you know, oh, the music is going so people have time to get here. Wrong. Read the manual. If you're going to have a changed heart, You've got to have praise because something else that praise does in this process is praise is also a plower. It's a plow. Now, I know we don't have too many farmers here, but if you've got hard ground before you sow or plant any seed in that ground, you've got to break the ground up. And what do you do that with a plow? And what is a plow? Well, back in the day, a plow was something they would put on the back of an ox And that ox would pull this plow and the ground, the hard ground would open up and the seed can be put into the hard ground. Now, now let's take it into the New Testament where where Jesus gives us the parable of the seed in the ground. And he said some seed was scattered on the side of the road, but because it couldn't take root, guess what happened to that seed? nothing. But he said there was one where the seed went into the ground and because the ground had been plowed up, it bore forth much fruit. You know what we got in this church? We got a whole group of folks coming in here with hard ground. Remember the ground is our hearts. We come in and listen, it don't make you a bad person. Life is tough. Some of us, man, we barely make it in here every week because we're tired, we're stressed out, got a lot of things going. Life is tough. And guess what a tough life does to you? It hardens your heart. We're going through things in our marriage. Things ain't working out. We ain't got enough money. We're coming in here and we're coming in and our hearts are hard. So guess what the word tells us to do? Come into the house of God with a sacrifice of praise. Because praise goes first. And guess what praise does? Praise plows the ground. So that when I get up here with a word in my mouth and I'm trying to sow it, your heart is already open. And, and you can always tell the praisers in the church because they amen in two. They amen in two because their hearts are open. You can always tell the praisers because the word will go in their heart and it'll bear fruit. But when you come in, and sometimes we come in late, oh, Lord. Like, oh, praise God, he ain't started preaching yet. I ain't missed nothing. No, <laughs> you missing everything. Because to the degree that you praise is the degree that the seed of the word can penetrate you. So I'm getting up here, and I'm trying to give you some seed, million-dollar seed. I'm trying to give you seed that will change your marriage change your attitude, heal your heart. I got stuff up here in this seed pack and I'm just throwing it out. But guess what's happening? Somebody ain't praised today. 
Somebody didn't lift their hands in the worship. When Ariel got up here and said, let's all sing to the Lord, you said, mm-hmm, go right ahead. I ain't doing it. <laughs> and there, guess what? That seed's going out. It's just landing on your hard heart. Nothing's changing. And then you're going to have a nerve to say a month from now, I tried church. It didn't work for me. No fool, you did not read the manual. Because if you read the manual, you would understand praise got to go first. Or else you become a churchgoer. We don't raise churchgoers in this church. There are plenty of churches you could go to and be a churchgoer. You look nice, but you ain't nice. Oh, come on, somebody. You look good, but you ain't good. But you look good. At least you look good. Amen? Some people need a part of that. But listen, we want the word to work in our lives. We want the seed to bear fruit. We want our marriages to get better. Amen? We want our kids to be better. Amen? We want our monies to get better. Amen? We want to be successful. Amen? We want to help people out there. Amen? We got to work on this heart. And praise Judah goes first. So when you come into church and you missing praise and worship, guess what you're doing? You are actually robbing yourself from any of the seed getting deep down in your heart to bear a harvest. And we got to get rid of the excuses, man. Well, you know, praise and worship, it just ain't my thing. Yeah, right. I seen you in your car the other day. Listening to, you know, whatever you was listening. You was praising them. Come on, somebody. Amen. I wonder how you praise in the shower to whatever you're listening to. Amen. So we got to get rid of the excuses. We got to get rid of everything got to be perfect for you to do what's right. Yo, when I go to other countries. Did you see the video Eddie was up here showing last week? They praising God on a box. God showing up. We got electric guitar, bass, drums. We got the Supremes up here. <laughs> hey, hey. Look, you could do that if you want to. Or you could read the manual and say, praise goes first. Listen, there's a reason we put the words on the screen. That's so anybody can get it. So you can't come and go, I don't know this song. The words, words are right there. Do we need to put a bouncing ball on it too? Because we'll do it. Now you say this, we'll, we'll do that. Because you got to understand there's a method to this thing. Got to understand this thing is for your benefit. Your benefit. And praise is something, y'all, that if you want God to change your life, you got to learn to do. You got to be a praiser. You got to be a praiser. Look what it says in Psalms 100, verse 2 and nine, two through 5. Psalms 100, 2 through 5. It says this, serve the Lord with gladness. Somebody say gladness. That means be happy about it. Be happy about coming to church. I see how some of y'all come in here. Smile at me now, all right? Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Pastor, I can't sing. Listen, you ain't the only one. Did y'all know there's a method to this thing? That's why we have loudspeakers. 
And if you've ever come in here and go, dang, that music's too loud. Listen, there's a reason for that. Because when the music's loud, we can't hear you. We hear them. When the music's loud, you can't hear me. We hear them. Because we want an atmosphere where anybody can sing. Because it ain't about how good you sing. It's about the act of singing. Because the manual says, come into God's presence with singing. Amen? Look what else it says. Knowing that the Lord, he is God. And it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. You know what that basically means? Translation, get over yourself. He's God, not you. That's what that means. He's God, not you. But we come in here with attitudes. I don't feel like singing today. No, 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 no. You don't get to feel like not singing today because he's God, not you. So when you understand this kind of thing, you understand that you got to get yourself together to come in the presence of God. It's an act of submission. You think I want to be here every Sunday? Remember, I told you I hate fakeness. There's some Sundays that spirit of sleep is on me, too. That seductive blanket spirit. Oh, you know the one. (laughs) Holding you so nice. Nice caress. Seducing you right there in the bed. Stay here, baby. It's too cold outside. (laughs) And it speaks to you. I look over. I think it's my wife, but she's out. That ain't. Oh, that's a blanket spirit. And it's trying to keep me in that warm bed, too. Come on. You know that spirit, right? But see, at some point, you got to take authority and say, this ain't about me. I need to get into the house of God because he is Lord, not me. And there's times where you come into praise and worship, you don't feel like praising. In your heart, you're saying, man, God just better be glad I'm here. These people, these folk just need to be happy I showed up today. But see, remember, he's God, not you. So lose the attitude. Tell your neighbor, lose the attitude. Lose the attitude, adjust, and give God praise. That's what it is sometimes. You got to adjust. Give God praise. Amen? Doesn't matter if you got an argument on the way in. Oh, keep looking straight ahead. Keep looking straight ahead. Prophetic spirit growing right now. It don't matter what happened on the way in. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. Now look at this next part. And it is he who has made us, not we ourselves. Get over yourself. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Tell your neighbor, praise goes first. Listen, you really want to grow? You really want God's word to transform your life? Start praising before the, before the word comes. Start praising before the word. Praise gets the heart ready to receive the seed of the word. Amen. Amen. Look at look at uh, Luke chapter eight, verse 15. Luke chapter eight, verse 15. It says this, but the ones that fell, remember, I was talking about that parable. The ones that the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. See, this is proving my point. What Jesus is saying here is that the heart is the ground. The heart's the ground. And praise is the plow. 
Listen, I don't know what you deal with during the week, but when you're going through a tough time, get in your car, put on some music, and just start praising God. Just start worshiping God. Keep your heart from getting hard before God and get over yourself. There's only one thing that will keep you from praising, and that is pride. Pride has got to die if God's word is going to change us. And we can't be too cool to raise hands. We can't be too cool to jump and sing and shout. If you're too cool for that, you're too cool. Be cool, but not too cool. Amen? Because God, he is our maker. He is the Lord. And praise, uh, uh, praise is the plow. Can I get a good amen on that? So if you're going to level up and God's going to change your heart, you got to learn to praise God. Let's go to the second thing. Number two, we just saw it in the scriptures here. You got to plant the word in your heart. So after you praise, after you've learned how to give God his every day, after you've learned that it's not enough just to be in a, in a service where people are praising, you've got to open your mouth. You've got to sing. You've got to lift your hands. Once you do that, you will begin to see your heart soften. You'll begin to see your heart begin to be plowable in the hands of God. And once it is, that's when we can plant the word in your heart. Because the only thing that's going to change you is God's word. But here's the problem. We got people that have been in church decades decades. And the word that they hear every Sunday never gets in their heart. You know them and I know them, but we don't want to produce that here. I don't want you to be like that because see the word of God is too powerful for you to be around it, for you to hear it and it do nothing for you. So you've got to get uh, involved in the process and plant the word in your heart. Look at Psalms 119, 9 through 16. It says, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart. Listen to this, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways, and I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And ladies and gentlemen, that is planning the word in your heart. Listen, serving Jesus is not about church. Church is a part of it. Church is an amazing tool. Church is the atmosphere that we're to grow. But serving Jesus is about getting to know his word. Because as John says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. The word, the word was with God. Jesus and his word are one. The more you know his word, the more you know Jesus. The more words you get on the inside of you, the more Jesus you got on the inside of you. We have got to learn to plant his word in our hearts. Praise goes first. But then as it says here, we've got to make it the meditation of our heart. We got to make it come out of our mouth. We got to speak. Now, there's different things that that word meditate means in the Hebrew. One, the word meditate means to mutter or confess. That means you got to start letting the word come out of your life every day. 
Speak the word over your life. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, you got to let those confessions come out of your mouth. You got to get it on the inside because that is how you plant the word in you. Now, churchgoers, you know how they plant the word in them? They come to church and they simply hear the word. They don't praise, they hear. And they'll actually base how good a service was on the word that came forth. When service has many other components to it, we already said praise goes first. I'll put it to you like this. Praise will determine how good the rest of the service is going to be. Praise is going to determine how much of the word you get on the inside of you. Praise is going to determine how much change you have in your life. But the second part is you got to go after the word. And you got to divorce yourself from the covenants of old. Now, let me talk about that for a minute because that's important. Listen, if you're going to give your heart to God, you've got to get it out of the grip of the people or the things that you gave your heart to before. And there's so many people that gave their heart to the culture, gave their heart to, to their family, gave their heart to a lifestyle. Listen, if you're going to give it to the Lord, you've got to break and divorce those agreements. And you've got to come all the way in to getting the, the word planted in your heart, which means this. You got to change what you do and who you do it with. Can I get a good strong amen on that? Even the world is tired of our hypocrisy. And can I just be honest with you? I'm tired of it too. How is it that our Facebook posts are more holy than we are? Look out for the Facebook prophets, y'all. Look out for them. Because it's too easy to get online and post good material when you ain't living none of it. Ain't making no kind of sense. On a Thursday, it's a Bible verse. But on Friday night, hey. I got too real for some of y'all right there. You say, oh, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Listen, I'm not trying to throw stones. I'm just trying to tell you, let's be consistent. Let's break our agreements with the old life if we're going to come into the new one. And if what I just said made you mad, you need to hear it. You need to hear it. Because here's the problem, y'all. When you live in a place of compromise, you bear no fruit. And didn't, I, didn't we just read a scripture here that says you and I are stewards of the grace of God? Which means this, if I have Jesus, I'm going to be asked one day, how many people did you share Jesus with? How many people did you lead into the kingdom? What did you do with the new life I gave you? And you know what is not going to be the good answer? Well, I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking out. I got my life together. No, 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 that's not the question. Now that you got your life together, remember, Jesus says, now go into all the world as you go into your world preach the gospel. And it's time that there was a group of people that would just be about it. That's all I'm looking for. That's what I believe God has called my wife and I and the leaders of this church to build, a church where we can encourage people to be about it so that we can truly change the places that we're at, so we can truly be the light and the salt of the world. Amen? And if we're ever going to do that, we got to get serious about this walk. 
we got to get serious about this thing. Or here's the other thing. Don't get serious about it and go back to that life. I know that's not a popular thing, but hey, make, Jesus said it like this. I want you either hot or cold. The last thing you need to be is lukewarm. Posting scriptures on Thursday, shaking booties on Friday. Well, at least they post them scriptures, Pastor. See, enough of this, at least. Why are we all about at least? Why are we giving God at least? He gets it all. Is this too real for some of us today? Because I'm telling you, we're trying to level up. We're trying to level up. And if you're going to level up, you got to go all in. And we've got to plant the word in our life and break our agreements with the old life. Divorce that thing. Get out of it. That's why we said last week, you know, we started that new podcast. Anybody check out our Level Up podcast? Okay, we're going to start putting some more content in there so that people can break the agreements with the music they listen to even. Now, I'm not one of these guys that's against secular music. I listen to secular music. I'll go oldies with you all day. But I do have a line when I'm listening to something and there's F-bombs in there. And they're talking about degrading women in it. I, I, can't, I can't get down with that. I can't get down with that. I got a line. Amen? Amen? But see, the reason I got that line is because I'm not about that life. I'm about this life. And so we're putting out content now so you guys can renew your mind. Break some of these agreements that you got with your old life and plant the word in your heart. Because if you plant the word in your heart, your heart can change. And before you can get a changed life, you got to get a changed heart. Before you can have a changed life, you got to have a changed heart. We got to get that bitterness out of you. Listen, I'm sorry your daddy didn't love you like he should have. Deal with that. Deal with it. Let's get this right. Amen? I'm sorry you're raised in poverty, but you're going to use that as an excuse your entire life and mess up everybody around you? Is that what you want to do? Make your kids pay for the fact that your dad didn't do what he should have did? Because that's what's happening in the generations. We're making people we live around you now pay for the sins of people that went before you. Why? Because we won't let our hearts heal. We won't do the hard stuff. And I'm telling you, we got to break those agreements and we got to plant the word in our heart. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor he's preaching now. Now, the third thing, and I want to close with this. The third thing that we got to do is change a heart. Number one, we got to praise because praise goes first. Number two, we got to plant the word in our heart. We got to go after the word. Number three, we got to get his presence. We got to get his presence. We need his presence. Look at 2 Corinthians 3.18 on the screen. It says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, it's his presence that's going to transform you. It's the presence, y'all. It's the presence. The presence is going to change your heart. Now, check it out. You could spend time in his presence at home, and you need to. Every day, just get in his presence. The cool thing about getting in his presence is all you got to do is begin to give thanks and praise, and he shows up. Thanks and praise is the key to his presence. You could be anywhere, and as soon as you break out that key and say, Jesus, I thank you, his presence comes. But then there's the manifested presence of the gathering that I wish the people of God would get a stronger revelation of. There's something about us gathering in this room together, and it's important. And if you do it enough, it'll start changing your heart. 
If you do it enough and you value it enough, it's more important than the football game. I ain't get no amens on that. Especially if you're a Raider fan right now, it's way more important than a Raider game because there ain't nothing happening there. But see, we got to value it, guys. We got to value the presence of God. Because in the presence is where we're transformed. There it is from glory to glory. We're transformed in that presence. There's a story in the Old Testament about King Saul. And King Saul was man's uh, uh, choice to be king. But the Bible says that when he got in the presence of God in the midst of the prophets, they began to praise, they began to worship, and they began to prophesy. And the Bible says something significant in that scripture. It says Saul became another man because the presence of God has the ability to change your heart, give you a whole nother heart. I look across this room right now and I see so many of you guys that have been transformed by his word, his presence and his praise. Some of you, if you can just think back a couple years ago to the man you were, you ain't that man no more. Some of you ladies in this place, I remember when you first walked into service and you ain't that same lady. You ain't that same person. You're not that same. Why? Because the word, the praise and the presence is changing you, is transforming you. And can I tell you something else? If you're going to go to another level, you got to let it keep changing you. Because let me tell you something that weak, mediocre people do. They settle on what's been done rather than push towards what needs to be done. And we say things like this. Well, at least I ain't the man that I used to be. Praise God for that. But what about the man you're going to be? What about who you're supposed to be? Well, at least I ain't who I used to. That's good, at least. But let's get over at least. Why are we settling for at least? Listen, I want to be what God wants me to be. I want to have the marriage, the kids, the family that God wants me to be. I want to be the man that God wants me to be. And if you're going to do that, you can't just rest on, well, you know, this old per I, I ain't what I used to be. I praise God for that. But let's go further. Let's go to the potential of what God has you, the next level for who you are. That's what we're talking about today, a true heart change. I said it last week. I'm not interested in a church that just looks the part. They look holy. They act holy. But, you know, nothing's changing around them. Man, listen, there's plenty of places you could go for that. What I'm looking for is a church of disciples that will just get it right and learn to live from the inside out. Let's learn to live from the inside out. Some of you, you start coming to church, you go, oh, man, I got to stop sleeping around. I got to stop doing this. And you focus on the stopping of the activity. Now, that's good, but that's not where we start. We got to start first in the heart. You got to first understand this. Some of the things you'll never stop. You'll just get better at hiding it. That's all some people do. They're still doing stuff. They just don't let other people know they're doing it now. Guys, that is a tough place to live. Why don't we just do what we need to do? And let's just allow God to change us through his praise, his word, and his presence. If we're going to do that, you got to start changing your value system about what's important in your life. You got to make the things of God. And it's kind of going for a full circle. We started out uh, January's first service 
saying this, that Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. And as we're wrapping up this, this series here, we're back at the point of going, hey, we've got to make sure we're valuing the things of God. Church is not like your hobby. It's not like your boys' basketball team that you got to be at the games every week. We give more attention sometimes to our hobbies and our interests than we do the things of God. And can I just tell you, you got to change that. You got to change that for the sake of your loved ones, for the sake of your life that you want to have. Can I get an amen on that? Let's stand on our feet. It doesn't matter who you are. We can all change. In the words of Rocky Balboa, Rocky IV, if I change and you change, no, 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 no. You feel me. You feel me. How many want God to do something deep in your life? Now, just close your eyes for a moment because I feel a few things in the room right here. Number one, I feel some of you are losing some personal battles in your life. You're wrestling with addictions. You're wrestling with activity that nobody knows about that you're doing. You want to stop it, but you can't. And you keep thinking, if I can just white knuckle it, if I can just stop it, you know, if I can just, you know, cold turkey, whatever. But listen, I want to change your focus off of the outward and I want to bring it into your heart. Maybe there's things that you cannot stop doing, can't give up, ways of thinking. I want you to stop the effort on that, on that side of it. And let's now focus the effort on just asking God to change your heart. And then participating in that process by praising him every day, reading his word, listening to preaching every day, and getting in his presence simply by taking a time out, closing your eyes and saying, Jesus, thank you for saving me, for loving me, for blessing me. Just close your eyes in this place right now before I let you go. I got to ask you one thing. Maybe you're here today and you're not serving Jesus. You're not living for him. Listen, the Lord brought you here today because he wants to give you a new heart. And a new heart starts with just saying, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need to give my life to the Lord, just slip up a hand right where you're at if there's anybody here. Praise God. Just slip up a hand. Yeah, I see that hand there. Anybody else? Anybody else? Now, if you're lifting your hand right now, I want you to just pray this prayer. We're all going to pray this with where you're at, right where you're standing. Let's all pray this together. Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I can't make it without you. I can't change on my own. I need you. Forgive me for my past. Come into my life and make me new. In Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer and you meant it with your heart, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is coming on you right now and he's erasing every mistake. He's breaking every chain. And he's coming into your life. Now, Lord, I just pray over every person that is here today. And I ask, Lord God, that you would give us a renewed focus on a changed heart. Change our hearts from the inside out, Lord God, that the, the manifested works outward 
would take place as you're changing our heart through praise, through your word, and through your presence. Help us to change the things we deem valuable, Lord God. Help us to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And everybody said, I think that this is your way of telling me something. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.